at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, so maybe let's start then by playing what came out of today, what Piers Morgan decided to release today as part of his 90-minute interview with a Cristiano Ronaldo. And this time around, he just he talks about the owners just lacking ambition, the Americans, the, the Glazer family. The owners of the club, they, listen, they don't... The Glazers. The Glazers, they don't, they don't care about, about the club. I mean, professional uh, sport. As you know, this Manchester is a marketing club. They will get his money from the marketing. The sports, it's, they, they don't really care, in my opinion. Do you ever talk to them, the Glazers? Never. Never? Never. Not since you've gone back? No. They give all the power to the president, the sport directive. A lot of Manchester United fans are very negative about the Glazers. They think they're taking all the money out and not spending enough on players, on the infrastructure issues you talked about. Do you think the fans are right? The fans, are, they're always right. I think the fans should know the truth, should know that the players, we want the best for the club. I want the best of the club. This is why I'm coming to Manchester United. This is why I love this club. But you have some things inside the club which is don't help to Manchester reach the top level as City, Liverpool and even now Arsenal, for example, which is complicated, it's difficult, um, it's hard. In my opinion, it will be hard for Manchester to be in the top of the game the next two, three years. Yeah, okay, that's a strong statement there from Cristiano Ronaldo saying it's going to take at least two or th- another two or three years for Manchester United to return uh, to the top. And he's basically saying even even the Arsenal is now upstaging uh, the great Manchester United. Uh, but I'm sure I'm sure some of the fans will agree with his comments about the Glazers because they've always wanted the Glazers out of the club and they believe that the Glazers don't have the best interest of the club at heart and they just want to make money, which is what I guess Cristiano Ronaldo is also referring to. And then he was asked about his former teammates, Gary Neville and Wayne Rooney. One of your biggest critics has been, and I'm surprised about this. Me too. Wayne Rooney. For example. Who you played with for many years, very successfully, and were good friends with him. And yet all this year, three or four times, he's come out and attacked you in the media. Pierce, I don't understand. Uh, You should ask this question to him, but I don't know. Um, I don't know why he criticised me so bad or... Is it jealousy as well, perhaps, that you're still playing and still in the probably, United United Probably, register? because he finished his career with 30s, so I'm still playing high level. I'm not going to say that I'm looking better than him, which is, is true, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, that it's, is inarguable. I mean, there's no contest. It's, it's hard to listen that kind of criticise and negative about people who play with you. For example, Gary Neville as well. Yeah, I mean, Gary Neville, you blanked him the other day uh, on the pitch, and he looked quite upset actually, because um, obviously he likes being your friend. But he's been pretty critical of you as well. The, you the people have... can have can have his own opinion, but they don't really know what's going on. For example, inside the the, the training ground and Carrington area, or even my life, they should listen not only one point of view. They have to listen my point of view as well, because it's easy to to criticize. But if you don't know the old story. It's, it's, it's easy, you know, 
but it's Pierce, as I say before, it's it's part. Are they of, still friends of yours, or do you have a line where they are not my friends? Do you feel a bit betrayed when they do that because yes. you because you played together? It's easy. It's easy to criticize. I don't know if you have a job in television that they must criticize to a, to be more famous. I really don't understand. Do you think they use your name a bit to get attention? I think they take advantage. Okay. Okay, so there's clearly beef between Ronaldo and Neville and, um, and, Wayne, and Wayne Rooney, but I think it's getting a bit more personal now, saying that maybe it's because he's looking, he looks better that, than him and, uh, and, and Rooney retired early. I think that's, that, that's gone a little bit too far. And obviously, obviously, Piers Morgan is enjoying it because he just keeps pressing and pushing uh, Cristiano Ronaldo there to say those things. But yeah, but I think he's got a point at the end, guys. Did you hear the, the, the part at the end where he says, I don't know if, if when you work on TV, the job is to criticize. Put this matter aside now. But, but have, you, have you realized that, or have you noticed that whenever there's analysis on TV, it is always what, what should have been done, what, what, what the players did not do. It's never about what they did right to get the goal or to score the goal. It's always about what the defender should have done, you know. Why did the defender not do this? Why did the defender do that? And sometimes we, we never get credit with you. And it's always like we're always looking for, 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 for the errors and for the mistakes. I think there he's got a point there. Because even us, even us, I'm going to include us, even though we stated it. But after the derby, we kept on focusing on, on the... Um, on the Mponchane era instead of the goal, even though I kept saying that take nothing away from the goal. I mean, you still have to put the ball in the net, but the focus was mainly on Mponchane. And that seems to be the pattern when it comes to analysis. Um, it's, it's just always to look at what went wrong. But anyway, here's the last one then. So these two came out today. The last one was yesterday where he was basically talking about how he feels betrayed. Yes, not only the coach, but the other two or three guys there around the club. At uh, the senior executive level? Yes that I felt betrayed. Yes, I feel betrayed and I felt that some people that don't want me here, not only this year, but last year too. And last year he was their top goal scorer, eh? With, I think with 18 goals and, and he basically says that he feels unwanted at Manchester United. So we're going to go over to the UK then just to get reaction on what's happened so far. We do welcome your voice notes on 061-4104-107. What do you make of what we've heard so far of this Cristiano Ronaldo um, interview. Clearly there's a pattern here and that's why they've decided to release these specific snippets because they know that they will get uh, people talking. Uh, very, very calculated here. Yeah, and now we're all waiting for the 90-minute interview to see eventually uh, what comes out of, of, of the full interview between Cristiano Ronaldo as well as uh, Piers Morgan. We've got a couple of voice notes already. Okay, we've got a couple of voice notes. We'll play before the break and then we'll take a break and we'll speak to our guest. Hi, <laughs> Tabiso. I'm Sianda in Cape Town. <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted not to talk about what Ronaldo is saying. I'm seeing something else here, which I don't know other, if other people see. Uh, Piers Morgan is a master. You know, he's a master of controversy. He's, he's a master gamesman. You know, Arsenal are on top of the league now. I'm a Ghana myself. He's creating all this chaos, you know, all this disturbance to make things even worse for Manchester United so that we can remain on the top. The timing of this interview and everything else about it is typical Piers Morgan style, eh? Yes, because I'm Oh, Travis, my brother. I think now is the right time for Cristiano Ronaldo to leave 
Man United. Yeah, even if they bought him from Juventus, yeah, he can leave for free by January because it seems like he is always going to talk blah 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 blah. So and Man United must know that the club's reputation is going to fall because of one man, which is Ronaldo. And uh, shout out to my boys, Mamis and Downs guys, for winning that charity cup. Yeah, and uh, hardy for my queens. Yeah, ladies, hardy, 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 hardy. Thank you, man. Good evening, Tabiso. You are speaking to Sadejik, all the way from Africa. Mm, Tabiso, speaking of Christian Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes, I don't think they have to play together in Qatar. Yeah, if they play Ronaldo, they must not play Bruno. And if they play Bruno, they must not play Ronaldo. Because if they play both of them, I'm telling you, something fishy is going to happen and people will be going to laugh at them. So I don't think they must play together in the same team in Qatar. Well, they're going to have to. I don't think they've got a choice now, but keep them coming. 0614104107. An interesting conspiracy here about why P.S. Morgan is doing this interview, but I've got to agree with you. He loves this kind of stuff. We'll take a break. Our guest is already on the line. We're going over to the UK to speak to Ed Ahrens. Sport on on SAFM. And we are joined on the line now by Ed Ahrens, who's a sports writer and desk editor for Guardian Sport. Also, um, the author, of course, of the book Made in Africa, The History of African Players in English Football. Ed, good evening from us. Thanks again for being able to speak to us here in South Africa. My pleasure. How are you? No, we're great. Thanks, Ed. We want to know, how has the reaction been that side after this seemingly explosive interview that Cristiano Ronaldo has done with Piers Morgan? Well, I think it's fair to say that most most people' reaction has been, you know, not not being surprised that Ronaldo is coming out, and, uh, you know, speaking out against United, but maybe surprised at like how far he's going because it's really quite, you know, scathing of everybody. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of fans that are quite angry with him, and I think just want want him to go now. I mean, a lot of people are questioning how uh, Ten Hag has, you know, broken his trust and what exactly he's done and uh, it's really a big mess that I'm sure that the United manager could do without all this bother uh, and yeah I, th- I can only see it and obviously he wants to leave and that's that's what this is all about isn't it just trying to set up uh, um, a, a move away but also yeah really trying to hurt United and say obviously saying quite a few, a few things that will get some fans on his side I think as well it's fair to say and, and some things that are probably quite true about the Glazers you know quite insightful that he's He's never met them and had any relationship with them, um, and that that will definitely ring uh, a, a, ch- a chime with uh, with a lot of Manchester United fans because they're very frustrated with the ownership. And and why do you think he peaked? I would have thought that they clearly chose Piers Morgan to do this interview. Why Piers Morgan? Well, yeah, I think one of your uh, messages said, you know, has he, he's the master sort of games, but game, <laughs> and it's true. I mean. I don't know if, it, but this is a this is on a very very uh, well, it's quite a new um, controversial as well. Uh, yeah, it's the platform which I think is owned by Rupert Murdoch, and it's uh, yeah it's not not got the biggest number of viewers normally, but obviously they're as you said they're drip feeding it into into the media with some of the big lines, and I'm sure there's plenty more to come as well. But yeah, Piers Morgan is a big name and quite capable of spreading the word. Uh, 
But I'm not so sure whether it's a, a plot for an art from an Arsenal point of view because obviously United <laughs> aren't really anywhere. Uh, Arsenal are way at the, way at the top of the league, so I think uh, Mikel Arteta is all right without him. And and let's talk about what's come out so far. And obviously, the full interview is expected. I think tomorrow or. Or, or even Thursday, but when Ronaldo says he felt betrayed, what exactly does he mean? Or what's your understanding of what exactly he's talking about from what we've heard so far? Well, I mean, well, where, where do you want to start? It's just so much to to go at, isn't there? I mean, first of all, there, there's the fact that he hasn't been playing and, and then the, and the, his relationship with not just Ten Hag as well. He says other people, didn't he? Senior people at the club. So, I mean, that's really telling, uh, especially because, you know, he was such a hero at Old Trafford from his first spell. Uh, and then, yeah, as I said before, about the Glazers, which is something, you know, he, he, I think Ronaldo is very careful here just to not alienate all the Man United fans. He's trying to sort of paint the club as the as, as the people who have done him wrong rather than it being his fault because, he, you know, he doesn't want his reputation with the fans to be tarnished. But I think for, for a lot of fans, it seems that, that, that it's too late for that and the way that he's acting is, is beyond the pale for them. And do you agree with some of his complaints? Are they justified, especially when he's complaining about limited game time? Oh, well, I think that's, yeah, I mean, a lot of people might disagree with this, but he's definitely not the same player that he, obviously, you know, he's, he's not the same player as Ronaldo in his peak. But even, even you know, is he, is he worth a place in the team at United? I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe he is and he hasn't been given a, a proper chance. I suppose we will see with Portugal how, uh, whether, how much he plays for them in the World Cup and what sort of impacts he can still have. But it's been interesting to see the, the reaction of some of the Portugal teammates to him. There's, there's been quite a lot made of his, uh, you know, meeting Bruno Fernandes, and it was quite a frosty reception. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the clip of that today, but, um, yeah, there, there's a bit a few rumours going around that some of, you know, Fernandes in particular is not, not too happy with Ronaldo. Yes, I actually saw those visuals and even the picture with, with, with the right back, it was Diego Dalot also, who didn't seem to be happy to be in the same picture as Cristiano Ronaldo. And and I, I guess this now will spill into the Portugal camp because uh, of, of, of what we've seen um, and because the English Premier League has obviously taken a break. Now, how do you see this affecting Portugal also during the World Cup? Because I also saw Sky Sports now was suddenly with, at the Portugal training camp there this morning. Yeah, well, they're never shy to you know follow up the story <laughs> there. <laughs> I think that Portugal have got a game on Thursday, I think, and uh, they, they yeah, and then they're going to fly out to Qatar. But I think Ronaldo is such a such an important member of that team. You know, like I think that they will probably try and put all that to one side, and you know, uh, but it does make it quite awkward for for the, the you know the United players in the squad, as, as you mentioned. Uh, um, but I think the interesting question, I suppose, is where he's going to end up and. Uh, you know, uh, there's some links to Bayern Munich, which have people been saying that's not true. But I wonder if Chelsea might might be <laughs> go interested in getting him again because you know they were try. I think the owner's quite keen on getting Ronaldo. It's just the man, you know, and Thomas Tuchel in the part in the summer didn't want him. So yeah, I wonder if that might be where he ends up. That would be interesting. He, he also complained, Ed, about the jacuzzi and the pool and the kitchen and the chefs and all of that. I mean, what did you make of, of, of those complaints now? Because well, from, actually, yeah? it's, it's interesting because there's, he's not the first person to, to, to talk about Man United in, in this way. And I think in, in many ways they have been left behind uh, by, by some of the clubs in, in, in the Premier League in terms of facilities. And I mean, even like if you take Old Trafford as an example, 
it is a great stadium. It's big and it's, you know, the biggest in the league capacity wise, but it's, it isn't very modern. If you go there, it's yeah, it, it could do with a facelift and I haven't spent much money on that. Uh, and yeah, and the training ground supposedly is not that great either, considering, you know, some of the other training grounds that these days at the Premier League clubs are amazing. Even at some of the smaller clubs like Leicester and Southampton, they have really top class training grounds. I think United's one is notoriously a bit behind because there's not been that investment, which is the point he's making. He's, he's correct. Um, behind the scenes as much, you know, they kind of, they have to service the debt because they bought, bought the club on credit and... Um, so yeah, it's it, the Glazers haven't haven't been the, the, the greatest owners. Everybody knows that really, and it's not yeah. Ronaldo is really just pointing that out. Okay, as you would expect, there's a lot of interest in this story. Not only that side, but also here in South Africa, a lot of Man United fans, of course, here, and a lot of Cristiano Ronaldo supporters who don't even support Manchester United. They just move with him wherever he goes. So let's get some of your reaction from what we've had so far of this interview with Ronaldo and Piers Morgan. 061-4104-107. Our guest is joining us from the UK is Ed Arons. Epa, good evening, Mr. Musia, and to your listeners here. Yeah, Ronaldo Cristiano CR7 is a legend amongst the legends of Pele Maradona's. Ay, 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 ay. His legacy is unbreakable. So everyone will opinionate, but uh, he's a goat. With regards to hierarchy in football, you'll have Kev Secretary Generals coming to Mzanzi to enjoy food. Not even for development, grassroots, youth, nothing. Just for. Good food. As a diehard Man United fan who absolutely loves Cristiano Ronaldo, I must say to a certain extent I'm disappointed at the timing of this all. They probably should have waited. and uh, But I'll wait until the full interview is. But I'm really disappointed. But he's right in a lot of things. The only problem I have is him criticizing Eric Ten Hag. Because Eric Ten Hag is new. You know, so with that, I'm really disappointed. Evening, Tabiso. This is Noel from Deben. Tabiso, half of what Christian Ronaldo has said is true. It's really true. Probably half of it is not. But some of the things that he's saying is right. He's right. I don't know why people are making this halabaloo. I can bet to you, Tabiso. Half of what Christian Ronaldo is saying is true, but maybe half of it is not 100% true. The sooner Manchester United get rid of Ronaldo, the better. The whole team is going to suffer because of Ronaldo. I think he's grown too much, too big. Well, he left Manchester and he came back an old man. Look, he had some few goals, best goal last year, but I think the team can still do better without him. And he's grown old anyway. So they must prepare the life without him. You see, when you look at the appearance and the conduct, the attitude, compare Ronaldo to Messi. Messi is a real player. He's a real sportsman. It's not about just about him, just like Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo is a spoiled brat who should leave Manchester earlier. Manchester is not my team anyway. I'm a Ghana, but and AC Milan and Ajax. But... The sooner he leaves, the better. Go in, Pulukwane.
Uh, hi Tabiso, good evening to you, good evening to your team and all SAFM listeners. Look, I think Ronaldo has seen that now he's not wanted at all at the team, so he does not want to live quietly. He, he, he wants to live in style. He wants to leave his mark, you know. He, he does not just want to live like, okay, I've been fine, now they're chasing me. No, he wants to, already spilled all the beans, but he wants to live in style from uh, Manchester United. It's Edward Mpumalang. Okay, thanks for those. Keep them coming. 0614104107. Ed, what do you make of what's been said? Somebody said he's a goat, which means greatest of all time. And... Um, is it justified then to say all these things if he's the goat? Well, I can understand people saying that because he is, he is, there's no doubting, you know, Ronaldo's pedigree and his history and everything. But I think there's a line, isn't there, like being a professional footballer and especially the, the game, um, you know, I think it was against Tottenham, wasn't it, when he was, uh, he refused to come on and left the stadium. Mm. I think that was quite unprofessional, although I can understand his frustration at only being wanting to come on for a minute or two at the end. Um, but I think the, the, the vibes at Man United are that Ten Hag was quite keen to involve him because he, you know, he had him there and he, he recognised that this is a great player if we can use him properly. And he, he probably could still, you know, like he showed last season, he scored a lot of goals. So I think that supposedly he was quite keen to integrate him, but Ronaldo has had a few injuries and it just didn't quite happen. And then it all, you know. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's got a right to say something, but maybe the, in the style that he's doing is not very classy. Uh, but I think that's no surprise from the way that Ronaldo just has acted throughout his career. But, you know, there's no doubting his greatness as a player. Yeah, somebody said he's gotten too big, he's grown old, he's a spoiled bread. But on the field, he was their top goal scorer last season. So is he not justified when he says he deserves more game time? Yeah, potentially. Potentially. And like I said, I think Ten Hag, um, it, although it's against what he really wants, I think he thought, you know, because I've got this guy, I, I should try and integrate him and... But it didn't happen, and yeah, maybe maybe Ten Hag deserves a bit of criticism for not trying harder. But yeah, I think that you saw that they're a better team without him. I think we've seen. I think that's fair to say this season. But yeah, maybe who's to say that you know if Ronaldo had been in from the start, he could have built the team around him a bit more. But yeah, I, I think Ten Hag, you know, is the future for Man United, and that you know you saw Garnacho uh, make a name for himself in the last game, and it was a shame actually because Ronaldo has overshadowed that a little bit on Sunday evening or this the first bit came out and this this new kid who was a bit Ronaldo-esque wasn't it that winning goal mm. uh, right at the end and uh, that's what United fans you know probably want now is to look to the future because that's yeah that's what you want in football don't you I think good things could happen there I think he's starting to make an impact slowly I think Ten Hag but it's very you know tentative at the moment but yeah looking looking better yeah, Alejandro Ganacho is that kid that seems like he's the future for Manchester United. Now the young, um, the young player there, that the young Argentine international. Well, he was a youth international for Argentina. Uh, came off the bench and scored there that winner. And then Ed, today, um, the clips that have come out, he's gone for his teammates Wayne Rooney and Gary Neville. What are the issues there? Are there long-standing issues between between them? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, that's getting a bit more personal, which uh, I don't know what your thoughts on that, but, you know, doing mm. that sort of thing in public, not classy, really. But, I mean, Rooney, I don't know if you remember the 2006 World Cup when Rooney got sent off. You know, he wasn't really fit in the quarterfinal, but he uh, stamped on, or supposedly stamped on, uh, I think it was Ronaldo, yeah, and uh, Ronaldo winked at the camera. But obviously they were oh, playing yes, at the same, yes. same time. So, 
there's a bit of history there, but it's a shame because they were very, you know, together with with Tevez as well. That team was just unbelievable, wasn't it? And, uh, but it just shows you that teammates always you know, don't always get on, and they can still play together well. Okay, we've got more voice notes here. Let's play them there, Patrick. Yeah, good evening to be so. This is Anonymous from Pretoria. I want to comment about the issue of negativity when it comes to the pundits on, on television. I think I definitely echo those sentiments. I think you're looking at people like Rio Ferdinand and guys like Gary Neville themselves. They always talk about the negative aspects of football. But football is also about an attacking game. And of course there's going to be mistakes in football. It's natural because you've got human beings and human beings by the very nature are fallible. But human beings are also brilliant. And I think we have to be able to acknowledge that fact. And I think you're right. Cristiano's right when he talks about the negativity of pundits. And it almost seems as if they get more famous. I think Rio Ferdinand, for me, is the worst example of someone who's never seen anything positive after he put his boots down. But I also need to talk about Ronaldo as well. I think Ronaldo's not really a model human being as well. Because I think that he himself is also lapping up the controversy. He, you, you looked at it when he was trying to force his way out of Manchester United at the beginning of the last season. And you could definitely see that it was all about him. So he wasn't worried about the club. It was all about Ronaldo and can I get myself out of this club and can I get myself into Champions League. So I think this one goes kind of both ways. He makes good points, but I don't think he's a model human being. Even in Cabezo, Ronaldo is the greatest player of all time. And the people who criticize him like Wayne Rooney and others, they just want to be liked by the Glazers. And to all the people who understand football, especially United, United and the State of Dreams, the record, record, can clearly see that the guys from America, the Glazers, they don't care about the game, but only the status. So if Ronaldo to tell the truth as it is, is if we blame or to be fired by the Glazers, let it be. Ronaldo has been there, he's been achieved a lot of things that that Real Madrid, at United, and all over the world. So to criticize a guy who speaks his mind he, because he likes the, the game, he's been in charge of the, in the game for more than many people are talking as if they know the game today. Thank you, Mr. Tulani. Evening, Tabiso. I fully agree with Ronaldo. I mean, you look at uh, Zaltan Ibramovic comments when he was charged uh, one pound for drinking a fruit juice while I was with the team. So that shows the professionalism that uh, at Manchester that is exercised. So when Ronaldo speaks of such matters, we need to take to heart that he's speaking out of concern, out of wanting to improve Manchester, because you can even hear that he loves Manchester United. So I agree with him. I encourage more professional players to speak out. Thank you, Captain Musa. I tell you so. Yeah, the scoring machine now is up for grip now. I think, uh, and I hope the uh, the Orlando Paris management, I think they also heard about this news. I think, yeah, Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo is up for grip. So now, if they need more goals, then there's a machine. Thank you. 
Okay, thanks for those voice notes. Um, Ed, as we wrap up now, wh- what have you made of Man United's response? They released a statement, a brief statement yesterday. What can we read into that? Yeah, well, they're, they're being very careful about this. I think they're, they're supposedly they're taking legal advice. I'm sure they are about. Well, I think that obviously uh, the, the the likely uh, scenario for this is that he's going to leave the club, and I think you know he's on a massive contract. So any way that they can try and get out of paying him at the end of his to the end of his contract, which is you know the end of the season. I'm sure they're, they're trying to explore that, but um, I, I'm imagining that there's some deal will be done eventually uh, with whoever he, he goes to. Um, but yeah, Man, Man United, you know, they're just trying to you know, not say anything. You know, they're not going to respond to those sort of things publicly. You know, with any substance, anyway. I wouldn't have thought. You know, it's just it's, it's out there now. There's not much they can do about that. But um, yeah, they're going to try, obviously, try and uh, make sure that he. He's moved on, and and they can recoup some of the money that they, that, you know, that they're committed to spending on on him. Yeah. And and how does this affect his legacy at Man United? Do you see it affecting his legacy? Uh, I think it might do a little bit, especially among United fans. But obviously, you know, as a lot of your callers are saying, he's so respected, and he, right, rightfully so for his achievements. Um, and I think it might not make a difference with, with some people, but I think with a lot of United fans, it will be, make a difference. Sadly, um, you know that they. It has, but at the same time, they recognise why he why he's done it and his frustration to you know continue playing. So it's a, it's a difficult one, but I think yeah, it's yeah, I think some of them will be affected by it. Okay, Ed, always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for the insight and for joining us here in South Africa. Thank you. Take care. Okay, thanks, Ed Aaron's author there of Made in Africa: The History of African Players in English Football. Also, uh, desk writer and deputy editor for the Guardian Sport in the UK. Quite interesting that Man United today have tweeted two pictures in the past hour: one of Bruno Fernandes and the other one of Diogo Dalot. Hey. The two players of interest today after what the visuals that came out of Portugal's camp. I don't know what we can read into that. But please send us your voice notes. Continue 061-4104-107. We're going to come back to them.